Hello and welcome to another episode of Bikini Things. This week's episode is a really exciting one. I'm so excited to have our guest, Amelia Stewart, who's a physiotherapist and the founder of Amelia Rose Weight Belts. They are cute, functional, stylish weight belts designed for active women. And I'm really excited to talk to her this week about building her business, fitness, and her future goals. Thanks so much for listening, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. So first of all, welcome, Amelia. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks. I'm excited to be here as well. Yeah, and you're you're actually the first international guest on Bikini Things too, which is very exciting. Yeah, and yeah. this is my first ever podcast, so there you go. Yeah, so listeners listeners may have a guess just based on hearing you, but why don't you just g- give a quick introduction of yourself and, and where you're from and just the basics about you. Well, yeah, my name's Amelia. Um, I'm from the Gold Coast in Australia, and so... Yeah, live by the beach and work in a physiotherapy clinic that my partner and I run together and have recently launched by Amelia Rose. Which is really, really stylish, very cute. I would say probably like the cutest weight belts I've seen out there on the internet. Oh, that's so kind. (laughs) And that was my goal. I just wanted something really sleek, stylish and something that girls want to wear rather than just wear because they have to. Yeah. Yeah, they're so, I mean, this, everything about them, like every detail is very, you can tell it's very well thought out and we'll share, we'll share the Instagram too on the podcast episode and on the Bikini Things Instagram so people can go look at it. But even just, you know, details like having rose gold clasps and the lettering, you know, in more of a stylish way and just the patterns and colors, very, very, very cute. And I think... Um, much more complementary with how you know how stylish athletic wear has gotten. It's a much better complement for you know people's style game in the gym too. Yeah, girls like to coordinate, so it's nice to be able to have a belt that matches. And I noticed a lot of shoe brands doing the rose gold and the black as well. So it's kind of a yeah whole picture. Yeah, so I I'm really excited to talk to you for for a variety of reasons. I mean, number one just being a female business owner and, you know, taking something that starts as an idea all the way to having products for sale online and marketing it through Instagram is, is exciting, but I would love to, let's maybe just start, start at the beginning and share a little bit about your fitness journey. Kind of, how did you, how did you get to a point where you even wanted to do something like this? Just maybe tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah. So I guess, um, I have, a very colorful history with fitness and health, um, dating back to when I was really, really young. I grew up in a, actually on an island in a really small town on Stratty. And so I was always active, always surfing, doing lifesaving, a bit of running here and there and just loved fitness. So my passion has been there for as long as I can remember. Um, And then in high school as well, when I started we went to the mainland for school, so that was exciting. Um, I continued with the running and hockey, but then I actually had an injury in grade 12, which set me back a fair bit with fitness. Um, I missed a fair bit of school. Um, I 
had to have surgery on my back and they told me that I would run again. So that was quite scary to hear as a 17-year-old who loved their sport to just not do it again. Yeah, that's, uh, that I sounds guess, pretty, yeah, pretty dramatic. That's a pretty big thing. So how did you, how did you handle that? Uh, to be honest, in retrospect, not too well. I think <laughs> um, there was definitely some undiagnosed depression going on. Um, and, you know, again, living in a small town, my parents did the best with what they had. Um, and I, I didn't really get that seen to. Um, I kind of just pushed through. So, That's yeah, wonderful. I was a massive um, nerd at school. So I was always, you know, trying to get the best grades and do the best I could. So I guess I just followed along with that. Okay. Recovering. So that's what you focused your energy on during that time? Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I didn't really have too much else. My sister would bring my um, assignments and exams home from school, and I would sit the exams at home, and mum would set a timer for me. And um, I'd just, yeah, do my exams and then send them back with my sister to get graded. So it was all very interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my goodness. That sounds, yeah. that sounds challenging. It also, I mean, in some strange way, it also sounds like, I don't know, kind of the lifestyle, like a lot of us have been living over the last year too, or just, I don't know, stuck yeah. at home, exactly. <laughs> maybe not stuck in bed, but stuck at home. Well, we were never in Australia on the Gold Coast where I am, you know, I don't think schools were shut down for too long. Okay. We've been really blessed. So we haven't actually had to be in that situation again um and we've remained open at work oh that's wonderful we've been quite fortunate that's wonderful awesome yeah so but I guess it it was a good starting point to help me appreciate health at least you know yeah something and it's taken away yeah so what Um, what was next for you at that point so you're focused on school you're in high school you still seem very active now so how did I imagine something must have changed along the way yeah, I guess I, I went straight into physio from school, um, and while it seems a little bit counterintuitive, I was the least active I had ever been, but I was studying um, exercise science at the time, um, and there was a huge focus on exercise and the body, so I guess I developed some body dysmorphia and um, eating disorders from that, um, and that started to creep its way in through my exercise science degree. And then I I went through a period where I was just running to burn off the food that I'd eaten. So that was that eating disorder coming up, and I lost my period and sought the help that I actually needed by that stage. Is that is that um, kind of how it showed up for you, is just over-exercising? Yeah, over-exercising and under-eating. So I had the combined diagnosis of anorexia and bulimia. Um, wow. And then... I never got to a point where I was hospitalized by any means, but I was amenorrheic, so I lost my period, um, and I remember getting home from uni and just crashing, just sleeping the whole time, and um, yeah, it wasn't, if it wasn't for my boyfriend's mum, my, my ex-boyfriend's mum, um, at the time, who kind of called me on it, and then I sought the help that I needed, and yeah, that was a step in the right direction. Oh, that's wonderful. It's yeah, it's it was, good that you had someone in your life too that would bring it to your attention because I think something like an eating disorder, uh, I think most women we we've, we've either 
experienced one ourselves and lived it, or we've had someone close to us that's had one. And it's a very, it's a very sensitive topic. And it's, I think a lot of people are, um, I don't know, maybe they don't know how to have that conversation or to help someone that they care about get help. Oh, absolutely. And I'm trying to reduce the stigma on it. And I'll happily share with all of my clients, you know, the fact that I still to this day see a psychologist every week and I still have my battles and I still have a coach as well who's helping me with it. But yeah, I think that the more we talk about it, the, the, the less stigma we have around it, the easier it will be to have those conversations with the people that we love. But yeah, it certainly helped me to know or even to highlight to me that it wasn't normal, you know, what I was doing and, and some of the things that I was doing to my body weren't normal, even though you justify it when you are that unwell. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess from there, it kind of increased my passion for running a little bit and I, I justified the running, which was over-exercising, but I justified it with training for a half marathon. But, I, but at this stage, I hadn't done any strength training, so... I was weak and I wasn't eating enough and I was running too much. So that was never going to end well. And I ended up having to have another back operation. And this time it was a lot worse than the first time. So that was a bit of a blow to the health and fitness journey that I thought that I was on at the time. What was the, and what was the back injury that you sustained? So I had a disc extrusion. So I had two bulging discs and a disc extrusion. And so I had to have spinal fusion and a disc replacement and then a discectomy and laminectomy on the other level. Okay. I think I'm following most of, I think I'm following most of your terminology, but my guess is listeners may not be. So a bulging, a bulk, can you clarify those terms a little bit? So bulging disc versus an extruding disc? Yeah, so a disc extrusion is a far greater. So they they have a little look on the MRI at the size of the bulge. And a lot of people in populations, well, about 80% of the population actually, will have a little bulge in their disc that may or may not be affecting the nerve root that passes out at that level. Um, for me, it was a disc extrusion. So I guess the best way to look at it is if you had like a jam donut and you poked a little hole in the side and squeezed the jam out, you get this bubble mm-hmm. of jam. So that's kind of how my disc looked. So there was decreased disc height and then this big bubble coming out the side that was severely impinging on the nerves passing through to the point where the nerves were tethered. So they had to go in and remove that disc and they fused. And they, from memory, they did a disc replacement at that level and the level below was also um, bulging quite significantly so they took that disc out as well and put a fusion in so they fused the lower levels of my spine and then disc replacement the second level and then for the top level above that they just shaved off where the little bulge was because it wasn't as severe and it wasn't affecting the nerves wow yeah, so it was pretty intense at the time. Um, and they, you know, they go through your tummy for it, so it's a fair bit of rehab. But I think it helps me now as a physio to relate with clients. So that's one positive. Absolutely. Yeah, you've, yeah. you've lived it yourself. I'm sure a lot of yeah. patients come from surgeries like that and are trying to get back to normal activities and mobility. Well, that's 
That's right. And I think what, what I was faced with at the time, there were a couple of issues that I was faced with. The first being the disparity in recognition between the mental health and the physical health. So I found that a lot of people were really open to talking about the fact that I'd had back surgery and they wanted to see photos and hear all about it and look at the scar. But then on the flip side, I was also struggling a little bit emotionally with coping and no one wanted to talk about it. So that kind of made me go more more into the mental health side of physiotherapy and actually looking into attitudes of physios towards psychology. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, and then also in the physical side, start training in the gym. So that's kind of five years later what's led me here. So, so when was that, that you actually started weight training? Five years ago. So I've been out of school for a while now, longer than I care to admit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, so I finished uni six or seven years ago now. And then from that point on, I actually met my partner who's a strength and conditioning coach and podiatrist. And he was the one who introduced me to lifting uh, lifting for strength, not just to say that you go to the gym. So that was the turning point for me. Awesome. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm making an assumption here, but how has the, the change in your fitness journey or shifting to weight training and training for strength and r- really how did you get the inspiration for Amelia Rose and making these stylish weight belts for women? Well, I guess, you know, over the last five years, I saw my body composition changing for the better. I also saw my ability to do the running that I loved and have always loved. It was easier. So I've been, since strength training, I've actually been able to run a marathon and run a few half marathons and albeit pain-free at the same time. So it's been really powerful, I guess, for me as a recreational athlete, but also as a physio, improving the, the benefits of strength training. Um, and I also like to look good in the gym. So I guess the passion behind fitness and also just the desire to look and feel confident in the gym at the same time is what led me to buy AR. That's awesome. So obviously this is a podcast, so we're just we're just talking right now, but obviously we'll we'll include the Instagram so people can go check out your page, see what we're talking about. But in your own words, how would you describe the style and aesthetic? How do you get inspiration for the belts? I know it seems like you've got some new designs potentially coming up soon. How do you how do you go about, I don't know, I guess just deciding where you want where you want to take it or what what new fabrics and colors and things like that you might want to do yeah I I guess it all started when my partner gave me a gift voucher um, for a custom weightlifting belt and in my head I knew I wanted rose gold and I knew I wanted it to be pretty but subtle and not so in your face um I didn't want the hot pink or the glitter that I see in a lot, lot of other brands and Although I had a voucher for quite a significant amount of money, I still wasn't able to get the design that I wanted. So I thought, oh, you know what? I've, you know, started a business before with the physio. I 
could probably source my own weightlifting belt through that. And um, I got my belt my first sample and I wanted a few changes and then I just decided that if I wanted something pretty and nice, then there were probably other girls out there who wanted the same. So that's kind of where I got the initial inspiration for the brand from. But as for the actual designs, I guess I would describe them as classy, feminine, and a touch of bold prints, but in a subtle way. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I would actually. Um, so, so just for re- our listeners' benefit, what what current prints do you have in some of the weight belts? Yeah, sure. So we started off with three designs. Um, I sat down with three of my closest friends and discussed with them their favorite ways to wear rose gold. I already had in my head what I thought that they should look like, but I just wanted to hear from other girls as well. So um, three of my friends were Steph, Emily, and Kelly. So hence where the belts actually get. Oh, that's, that's lovely. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, each each belt represents a girl that I know. Oh, that's amazing. Um, I'll get to the future belt soon. But yeah, so they they were actually, I guess, the ones who helped me pick the colours and the themes of each belt. So the Emily belt is, we call her flirty and feminine, and she's a white belt with a pink and white marble print on the inside with the rose gold buckle. So that's the one that you'll be getting, Laura. I can't um, wait. Oh, my gosh. Big IFBB Pro. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so, so excited. So, yeah, I did a little I did a little teaser on my Instagram story last night, you know, to oh, just – to just do feel, I didn't want to say what it, you know, what exactly was going on. So I have all these people hitting me up. They're like, are you designing weight belts? What is this? That's so cute. Oh my gosh. So it kind of, I feel like it got the, exactly the response I was looking for. So I can't wait to have it. Can't wait to wear it. And, you know, and obviously tag you. So other, other stylish ladies can get one for themselves too. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. And I'm so proud of you for getting your pro card too. So it was just Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Yeah, because we we got in contact too, I think, prior to me turning pro. I'm trying to remember. I feel like it was around around the end of 2020. Um, you and I started started getting in contact and chatting a little bit over Instagram. Yeah, it was beforehand and then you got your pro card and it was cause of celebration. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it really did. So that's the so I have the Emily, the feminine and flirty one. What are the what are the other two belts? And then we've got the Steph. So the Steph is I think it's more understated and classy. It's black and then it's got its rose gold buckle with the rose gold stitching. Um, but on the inside you open it up and it's got this beautiful leaf green print all through the inside. So it's got a nice pop of colour. Um, and that one, those two have been probably the most popular two um, with, you know, recreational gym goers and actually strong women athletes as well. Oh, so nice. Very nice. So, yeah. And then the final one is Kelly. So the Kelly is actually a custom tan color. So unlike the black and white, which they have other belts, 
or other brands have other belts in those colours. This tan colour has been manufactured just for us and then we've got a nice leopard print on the inside with, again, the rose gold buckle and rose gold stitching. Um, but what's different, I guess, is that I've used a graphic designer over here who is also female, so I really like that she... I, I tell her my ideas and she brings them to life with the patterns. And, oh, wow. Um, yeah, so... I've so it's all, all the patterns that. are custom then? Sorry? All the patterns are custom then for you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. They're all custom patterns at the moment. So it's, um, yeah, you won't see any other belts like them, I guess. And then we've got a fourth belt, which we're actually releasing in May and that's a really nice purple colour so that one again we've had a few trials of different patterns to match the colour and the more I wear the purple the more I love it so we've opted with the polka dots to keep it nice and simple as the belt is probably the loudest belt that we have in our collection and we actually haven't named her yet so we're running Ooh. a bit of a promo at the moment, so Ooh. someone can have the belt named after them. There you go. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So each belt, yeah, I guess the inspiration is drawn from a really powerful and influential woman in my life, and I've collaborated with them to help design it. It's so, That's so cool. I had, I had no idea because the style names, you know, there's... They're women's names, but a lot of brands do that with clothes and shoes and things like that. So it doesn't seem that unusual. But to know that story, that's that's something that's really special. And I can just kind of imagine you meeting with your friends, chatting with them, and then to have this cool weightlifting belt that you know encapsulates them. That's that's a really cool thing. Yeah, it's something they're actually quite proud of as well. And you know, they all go to the gym. They don't lift too heavy um but they just absolutely love the fitness lifestyle and they're all physios too so it's something special for oh. all of us to bond over and it's a little bit of a competition to see how many of each belt has been sold when we're catching oh, up <laughs> i see how cool oh that's that's really neat yeah. so doing all of this so running running essentially two businesses your physical therapy business and by amelia rose how how do you manage your time? That's that's so I, I can't even imagine how many things you have going on in a day. Yeah, I think so between my partner and I we have five businesses. Oh my goodness. That we're okay. To run. Yeah. And it's definitely not easy. Time management is probably the one thing that I do struggle with the most. Um I tend to say yes to more things that I can actually get done. So I've had to learn to prioritize what needs to be done urgently and get that done and say no to the things that aren't in our best interest or just aren't in the right timing for the businesses. Um, I also prioritize food, exercise and sleep because that's really the fundamentals of my own health, physical mm -hmm. and mental. And without that, I'm not actually able to cope with the demands of the businesses. So Yeah, that makes sense. So what are, what are the three other businesses? My goodness. So we own, 
I also run a professional development company for physiotherapists. So I teach other physiotherapists how to incorporate group exercise classes into their private practice. Uh, And I'm developing a a new course at the moment with one of my junior physiotherapists to help mentor other physios who are fresh out of uni and help them do well in their job. So that's my three, the Physio Apex and by AR. And then my partner helps out quite a lot with... um, ACE, which is our health centre, as he's a podiatrist, so he takes the pods under his wing. Oh, very and nice. Then, yeah, we have a 3D printing company as well. So My goodness, cool. yeah, you guys are, you guys are hustlers. But I, I give you a lot of props. That's a lot of, that's a lot of different things to do. And, and still it's try to, exciting, yeah, I am, I am. I imagine it is. I think that's one thing that I, I feel like I identify with you a bit too is there are so many things I want to work on, so many things I have going on in the background that you know are not necessarily even on my social media or things I talk about, but I have a hard time saying no. I get excited about something and I just I'll just go for it. Um, and I like I think I like working and I like feeling busy too. So it's at times it's the same thing where. You know, I've got to figure out if an hour of sleep is going to be better for me or getting up an extra hour early and working on something. Yeah, isn't it funny when it gets to that point where you've really got to strategically plan when you're eating, when you're sleeping, and, you know, all of those finer points? Yeah. (laughs) It can be a bit draining though, right? Yeah, yeah, it can. Yeah, I was actually, I was just talking, right before we hopped on here, I was talking with, um my roommate and she is, she told me, she said, Laura, I, she's like, I think you're the busiest person I've ever met. I was just, I was like, I looked at her, I was like, really? Are you sure? We often don't see it. I think people with our personality or attitude often think we should be doing more. Yeah. There's more that we could do, but taking a step back and looking in, it's like, oh wow. Or even looking retrospectively a few years later, you're like, how did I manage that amount? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good point. So as someone, so as someone maybe, maybe both of us are like this, but as someone who does get a lot done and has at least has some strategy for managing your time, what tips would you give to those that maybe really struggle with it or really struggle to be productive? Do you have any have any productivity or secrets or how to be more efficient with what you're working on? I think the first thing to do is look after yourself. And this is what I preach to all of my staff as well. Look after yourself outside of work because without your health, you won't be able to help anyone else. And so that's my number one. And I'm very open in my diary. I put all of my appointments so all of my staff can see, you know, when I'm at the doctor's, when I'm at the psychologist, uh, even when I'm doing my meal prep or doing my training. So they know that that's all part of running some successful businesses. So that would be number one. Number two would probably be prioritizing your time. So just at the start of the day or at the end of the evening, writing out a list of what you need to get done and prioritizing what's absolutely essential.
potential and what's probably more hassle than worth. So I guess that's probably what I would put into place and just keep it really simple. Yeah, that's I, that's great advice. Yeah, I think. What do you do? A lot of the same things, honestly. Uh, I really don't skimp on the sleep, the eating, or the training just because not only do I, do I know that it's going to give me the best energy, but because I am a competitor and now going to compete in the IFBB, I know the level of competition is that much tougher. So that, the training, everything, my self-care, it's got to step up too to meet the level of competition. Um, I'm very organized with a calendar. So I have a physical planner, but I kind of also use Google Calendar a little bit because meetings I'm taking and things like that or just reminders, somebody may send me something in Google Calendar. So I, I use kind of both pretty reliably, I would say fairly religiously. And then for my full-time job where I work in engineering, it's this my company has has a pretty good culture it's very important you keep your calendar up to date so that way you know you know exactly when you've got your free work time you know exactly when you've got meetings and that way others too who might need to schedule you can see when you're available so keeping a calendar is so important i also typically take 5 minutes i review what's coming up the next day and then same thing when i get up in the morning part of my morning routine is reviewing my day reviewing the priorities for the day you know, if I'm going to be traveling or right now I'm working from home, but let's say I go to the office. That way I know if I'm going into the office tomorrow, I've got to pack all my food. My food's got to be ready, you know, things like that. And just making sure that you're not surprised and you're not in a reactionary mode going through your days. Yeah, absolutely. I think proactivity always beats reactivity. And if you can get into that mindset and and I know I'm not like this 100% of the time, I'll be the first to admit, but when I am more organized and proactive, things just run so much more smooth and I actually have more time for the sleep that I need. So Absolutely. A, yeah. Uh, cycles. Yeah. So, wow. I'm so, I'm so impressed. I had no, I, I had no idea about five businesses. That's, you're, bl- you're blowing my mind. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. And look, it's, I'll, I'll, again, I'll tell you that, my partner has a lot to do with them too, so I can never take 100% of the credit for all five. But, yeah, we definitely work hard, and I, I'm trying to be a little bit less busy, but it's proving to be a little difficult. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's wonderful that you two can, can work together and, and lean on each other and, as, at the end of the day, help each other accomplish more. That's really, that's really amazing. What... What advice would you give for other women who are looking to start a business or maybe they're just starting out? I have to imagine over time you've learned a lot. I mean, what, what advice might you give to yourself if you could go back to the beginning and you know give your younger self some advice? Oh, it's hard because I think every wrong turn that I have made has led me ultimately to where I am and I'm really happy with where I am at at the moment um, in terms of business and family and friends. Uh, I guess if I could say anything, it would be to have the confidence. That was always something that I lacked a little bit and 
I required more external validation than I probably should have to allow me to, you know, push through with my ideas. So that would be one. Um, and I kind of, I guess what we've just touched on, not to overload ourselves, I think our yes mentality probably puts us at a bit of a disadvantage sometimes because overwhelm can arise. So having your priorities and being okay with saying no would be the second. But I think primarily realising that most of your family and friends may not understand why you're doing what you're doing or why you're investing your time and energy and money into something that they probably can't visualise as much as you can and having the confidence to do it regardless of their support, but also acknowledging that there are sacrifices that you have to make, um, whether it's seeing your friends a little bit less for a period of time or you know, not visiting your parents as much. There are sacrifices that you have to make in order to get what you want done, and I think we can ultimately do it all. We maybe just can't do it all at once. So managing your own expectations with respect to that's a really big one for me. That's great. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of good advice in there. Yeah, I guess a lot of people are often asking, so it's nice to be able to have it <laughs> quite concise. But I love seeing girls succeed in in all facets of life, whether it's relationship, whether it's business, whether it's training. So I think all of those pieces of advice can be um, extrapolated to each area. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of the advice you're throwing out, it's like, Oh yeah, that is true. Uh Uh-huh. That's a great, I think for me, one of the things that I've tried to work on and shift my mentality to is, not expecting or trying to do everything all at once is okay. If I have a lot of goals, that's okay, but let's focus on one thing at a time and and understand. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I think people are really quick to ask you what you want to achieve. And when you do tell them how much they're quick to say, you can't or be careful or why would you want to do so much? Or even, you know, just think that, but, if you do break it down into bite-sized chunks, it does become far more achievable. And there's no one to say that you can't do it all. I just think that doing it all at once um, isn't probably the best idea. Yeah, absolutely. So with with all of that in mind, I mean, what's you're already doing so much. What's what's next for you? What are what are your future plans? Whether it's business goals, work goals, personal goals. Oh, it's exciting. I think 2021 is an exciting year for many reasons. Um, But, yeah, personally, I'm hoping to make this one my best so far. So my boyfriend is actually doing a WBFF prep at the moment. So he'll actually compete in April. So that's kind of a joint personal goal. Yeah. Not because I'm getting on stage, but just to help him get there. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah, so the competition is on, we share a birthday, he and I, so the competition is on our birthdays. Oh my gosh, wow, what a, (laughs) that's a crazy coincidence. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice, so we'll have a group of people come and watch 
him and it'll just be a nice celebration for the both of us for getting through. Um, he's actually got bipolar, so it's been, I mean, having done a couple of preps myself, I can appreciate how hard it is, but for someone with that added stress of bipolar and medications and everything, I'm just really proud of him for doing that. So it will truly be a celebration regardless of the outcome. So that's a big goal for us. Absolutely. So so out of curiosity, yeah. what, what day is the show? What day is your collective birthdays? <laughs> it's April 17th. April 17th. Okay. Well, happy, yeah, happy so early, happy. early birthday. And I'll, I'll be looking, I'll be looking for some type of social media update or something on show day. Uh, I have no doubt that we'll have to be all over the social media as much as I'm not great at it. Um, I will have to make an effort. <laughs> um, so that's that. Um, I'm doing my first triathlon in May, so that should be fun. And then I've got a marathon in July. And then strength-wise, I'll keep working with my coach. Little shout-out to Liam. He's an incredible coach um, here on the Gold Coast. So I'm working with him for some body recomp work and just changing my attitude towards food and exercise so that, like you and I both said, we don't do too much. And I guess from there, I... I haven't said never to another bikini prep. I've still got my bikini. Uh, it's yet to go on stage, so I may or may not, but at this point, it's just all about health and mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah. Oh, that's, well, I feel like at some point, if the bikini's never been on stage, you know, you gotta, gotta, you know, wipe the dust off, you know, bring it out, let it, let it have its day in the sun at some point. But that doesn't, that doesn't mean it needs to be 2021 either. That's how I feel too. And I'm starting next year. So part of me is thinking, you know what, there's a competition the day before my 30th birthday. How good would it be to just get up there and do it? Yeah. And then the other part of me is thinking, oh, (laughs) I've come so far and do I want to do that to myself and mm-hmm. having my family and friends see what a failed prep did do to my confidence and health I would need to have a bit of a, a think and a good chat with Lee and mm-hmm. my coach yeah deciding. yeah yeah well let's stay let's stay in touch too maybe maybe you and I can have some chats just about the the mental side of prepping because it it's a lot it's it truly is a lot and there's a lot of a lot of fun parts about doing competitions but they're also they're very difficult not just physically but mentally yeah I would love to pick your brain because I mean just for you know a recreational gym goer I it's hard enough to maintain work and business, let alone an IFBB pro with her fingers in a bit of everything. I, I admire <laughs> you and your work ethic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think one of the but one yeah. of the one of the things that benefits me in competing is I'm very I'm very stubborn and one thing I'm stubborn about is that I'm always gonna keep a healthy attitude about my body and food and things like that. My, my dad's a food scientist. And so I think I learned enough early on that even if you, even if we have low self-confidence days or weeks or whatever, um, at the end of the day, you want to keep yourself healthy. And, and that goes not just for your body, but it goes for your mind. You know, your body's going to, your body's going to do what your mind tells it. So if your mind is not healthy and your mind's not in a good spot, 
things like competing, it might not be a right time for, for everyone. So that's, that's one thing I think is helpful for me is my, my stubbornness and that no matter what, I'm going to stay mentally healthy about everything. Yeah, I think that stubbornness is absolutely something that would work quite well in your favor through prep. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether it's stubbornness or tenacity. Yeah, or, in, or insanity, um, you know, <laughs> one, of, the, one so, of those. Or I said, or insanity, one of those things. Yeah, there's a bit of everything mixing in there, I think. But yeah. at the same time, it must feel amazing to step back at the end and look back and say, I did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, the, I think the, the biggest thing that it's really done for me and each prep, I think it gets easier than the last, but the first, the very first prep, I really think that is the hardest one because like you said, you know, for you at times in your life, you maybe didn't have enough confidence. I think I, I can definitely relate to that. I'm the same way. There's a bit of confidence that's not on the line but can be achieved any anytime we achieve a goal we build our confidence we build our sense of self and our how we view ourselves as capable of doing things so the competition it's a very extreme example of that so when you're doing your first prep it's kind of like there's this question looming over you of can I do this and once you've answered that question yes it is it's a really big confidence booster because all of a sudden that, you know, every prep after that, you've already answered the question. It's gone. It's not there. The way you view yourself is different. And maybe there was a little bit of that, I think, kind of going from NPC to IFBB. It was like, can I can I turn pro? Can I do that? Um, but it's, it's a much smaller than your very first one because it's just, it's such an extreme thing to do that I think everyone has a little bit of that in the back of their mind. Yeah, I guess. And you not only did it but turned pro so I think that's huge kudos to you for doing Thank that you. and I agree that self-efficacy is so important and it's something that I teach my staff and my new grads but sometimes it is a little bit harder to practice what you preach mm -hmm. yeah or maybe yeah. we maybe we know the theory but you know is our execution and is our practice 100% perfect all the time probably not you know, we're all human. Yeah, exactly. So very cool. Yeah, for sure. Very cool. Well, we'll have to, I'll, I'll have to ask you too for your, um, you know, your coaching and professional development business for physical therapists. Maybe we can include some information about that too for anyone who might be listening and might be interested in that. Oh, thank you so much. That's really kind of you. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be going online. That's one of our 2021 goals for that, oh, too, awesome. is to go online later in the year. But for now, it's all Gold Coast based. But yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you. Wonderful. Any any other goals? It sounds. I mean, it sounds like between you and your partner, you've got a lot lot planned for the year. Oh, I feel like that's really um, towards the start of the year. Towards the end of the year, though, we'll um, we'll be releasing well in may we're actually releasing our purple belt and then we've got actually a line of soft belts coming out so for those who are doing olympic lifting and crossfit um these will be perfect so we'll have similar designs and patterns but in a soft belt so that it's a bit more pliable and then we've got we've got other soft accessories like wrist straps and grip wraps coming oh, out awesome. too. so yeah 
Awesome. You Very can coordinate cool. your back. Yeah, actually I need, I was just thinking the other day, I did was doing some deadlifts and I wish I had a set of wrist wraps with me. So. Oh, they help so much, don't they? They do. They really do. Yeah, save the hands. Well, yeah, I'll send some over with your belt, a pair that match. Oh, that's so um, sweet of you. Thank you. Yeah, they're really, uh, we're doing a photo shoot May the 2nd, so hopefully we'll be able to launch towards the end of May, but yeah, I'll send some across. And then we have the custom belts coming out as well, so. Very cool. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Well, we'll have to stay in touch and and I'm so glad we were able to connect. Is there any, any last pieces of advice or anything, anything before I let you go, Amelia? I guess have the confidence to do it and go for it for all the girls out there. I know it's a little bit daunting in the fitness industry. There are a lot. It's a very, I think still male dominated, um, environment but if we can all support each other girls supporting girls we can all probably make more of an impact so if anyone has any questions or just wants to connect I'm running the Instagram by myself so I'm always the one replying and I'm always happy to answer any questions or just chat and connect to girls around the world who have the same passion for fitness that I do awesome well thank you so much Amelia And thanks again for being on the podcast. It was wonderful chatting with you. And we will include all of your information on the Instagram, on the Bikini Things website, and also in the episode description. So anyone listening can can check it out. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And like I mentioned earlier, we'll we'll offer a discount code for all the listeners as well. So we'll we'll probably pop that in the notes as well. Yes, yes. So everyone listening can get a nice discount for their belt. Perfect. But thank you so much. Perfect. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Bikini Things. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Share it with your bikini gals and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss another episode. Oh, 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 oh